0: the Lord. So we're going to open up in prayer this morning. Amen. Father God, we just come to you. We worship you. I thank you for utterances this morning. I thank you, Father, for your glory in this house. I thank you, Father, for your answers in this house. I thank you, Father, for your healing in this house. I thank you, Father, for your deliverance. For your deliverance in this house, Father. You said this would be a place where children are restored. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for the for the vision that you have for this house. We thank you, Father, for the plan and the purpose that you have. For this house, it shall all come to pass. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. 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 Praise God. Well, open up your Bibles this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. To 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Um, The Lord has been talking to me. Uh, He told me... Um, for the, he told me a few months ago and maybe a month or so ago, but then he reminded me again, um, hmm, in the last few weeks, um, to study the glory of God, the glory of God. And, uh, so I'm believing God. He's going to help me get all this out, how it's supposed to be, but I feel like it may be a topic that will continue on when I'm ministering, but, um, you know, The glory of the Lord. I don't know if you guys remember. A few years ago, Pastor Nancy came and visited. Um, She was ministering when we were in the Masons building. I want to say it might have been the last time she was in the Masonic building. And there was a couple that came. It was right after. It was right after a meeting. I'm not sure which meeting it was. And the couple came. um, The Burleys. They were ministers, and they sat in the front row. They were an older couple. Probably 60s, 70s. And. You'll hear stories, Kenneth Hagan and Pastor Nancy will tell stories about um, a church where um, the fire department showed up because they saw fire on top of the building of the church. Well, it wasn't a real fire. I mean, it was a real, real fire, but it wasn't like the kind of fire that, that we think of. So they came in and they said, where's the fire? And they went up. I think up into the attic. I'm not exactly sure the details. But it wasn't an actual fire. It was the fire of God. It was the glory of the Lord that showed up in that church. And um, God's glory is something that we can experience and should be experiencing even now. It's a manifestation of God when he shows up. And usually I've noticed that it's when, when his glory comes, when God shows up, It's not just to say, oh, he was here. There's a reason. And things happen, and I believe a heavenly transaction, a heavenly exchange takes place. Kenneth Hagin calls heaven the glory world. He said that in one of his books, and I loved that. It's the glory world. You know, when you die... When you, if you're born again, you have Jesus in your heart, you're either going to go to heaven or you'll go to heaven if you have Jesus in your heart. And it's the glory world. And we might as well experience some of His glory, His goodness, His power right now while we are on the earth, right? Well, 1 Corinthians 3.16, are you there? It says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? What dwells in you? The Spirit of God dwells in you. This is New Testament. Now, in the Old Testament, so we know that God dwells in us individually, right? We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. We say, my body's not my own. Why? Because God lives in you. His Spirit lives in the inside of you when you make Him your Lord and Savior. When you say, Jesus, come into my life, take my life, do something with it, His spirit, your spirit becomes alive to God, and He moves in and dwells inside of you, right? But in the Old Testament, um, it started out, God's presence would come, and I mentioned it on Wednesday, to to Moses' tent. Moses erected a tent. Why did he erect a tent? So that he could go meet God there. It was called uh, the tent of meeting. Uh-huh. He would go, and when Moses would go into that tent, I love Exodus 33. It talks about um, Moses going into the tent, and all the people are standing by their tents watching. <laughs> right? They're like, what's going to, you know. Moses goes to the tent of meeting. It's a, there's a purpose in that, in that tent. The purpose is, I'm going to go meet God there. I'm gonna go meet God there so Moses would go into the tent of meeting and a cloud would show up and the Lord would come and talk to Moses what was happening the glory of God was coming to um, his people in that tent of meeting right so the people here they are all watching from their tents I can just imagine there's a cloud right what happened though when they saw the, the cloud the glory they fell on their face and they worshiped God. So it started with the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. Then Solomon built his temple and the glory of God would show up in there, right? But that's all a foreshadow of us. Now we are the temple. I said now we are the temple of God and God's presence dwells in us. It's in us, right? So. So, thank you, Jesus. Is going to help me get this all out here. So, do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you, right? It goes on to say, if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will, will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are. So we know that we taught on this. Our body's not our own. We're living a holy life because God dwells in us. His presence is in us, right? Now. I'm going to read verse 16 out of the Amplified, and I want you to catch this. How many believe in the Portville outpouring? Amen. I believe that there's an outpouring that's coming, and I believe that God's glory is going to be shown on this earth. It's going to shine, and it's going to shine bright in the body of Christ. Now, I'm going to read this to you out of the Amplified. If you have it, follow along. If you don't listen... Verse 16, do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple? You are His sanctuary, and that God's Spirit has His permanent dwelling in you. To be at home in you, listen to this, collectively as a church, and also individually. Collectively as a church. We know that God's presence is in us. But did you know that when you show up at church, God's glory can come into this place? We should expect God's glory when we get together as a church. That there are things that are supposed to happen. Just like the fire fell on the building and the firemen from the city came and said, Where's the fire? We're ready to put it out. Church, they saw the glory of God. People that weren't even born again. People that probably didn't even know the Lord saw fire on top of the building. What was happening? God's glory was showing up in that body, in that church, when they gathered together collectively. See, we take it lightly. Oh, you know, we're two more gathered together. There he is. There's Jesus in the midst. No, God's glory is not just meant to be a permanent home inside of us individually. But when we get together, we ought to expect His glory to show up in our midst. I don't care if we're in this building. I don't care if we're at my house, someone else's house. Um, if we, When we get our building, we have our building. Wherever we are together collectively as a body, it says collectively as a church, His... Spirit has a dwelling in you. Not just individually, but as a church. So we're supposed to experience God's glory when we gather together as a church. And you know, we've heard, if you've been a Christian for a a period, good period of time, you've heard the word corporate anointing, right? There's a, they say there's an anointing when we get together corporately. Well, that's biblical because we just read this out of the Amplified. His Spirit is supposed to dwell here when we get together as a church, amen? There's an anointing that comes. There's a manifestation that's supposed to come when we get together as believers, and we ought to expect it. We ought to expect it. If we want what heaven has to offer... We have to talk about what heaven has to offer. If you want what heaven has to offer in your home, you have to talk about what God is doing. Too often we're talking the problems, thinking the problems, meditating on the problems, sitting at dinner with our spouse and our kids and talking about the problems. And what you talk about, you will experience. And so the Lord said, talk about my glory. (laughs) Talk about my glory, and we will see His glory. Now, the glory of God has shown up in different ways. Uh, a cloud in the Old Testament, it, it, sh- it also showed up as the wind. Remember in, in Acts, when they heard the sound as if a rushing mighty wind? They heard something. They saw something when they saw the cloud. They felt, they heard the wind. There's different forms that God's glory can show up in. Amen? Praise God. Now let's turn to 2 Chronicles. We're going to look in the Old Testament because I'm going to be teaching on this as I learn more about it. But I want want us to see what happens when we unite together and we come in unity, how God's glory, we should be expecting, I'm going to church today in God's glory. Now it's as He wills. I'm not... Gonna, you know, we're not going to fake something. We're not going to pretend to see something we don't see. It's just as the gift of prophecy is as God, w- it's as the Spirit wills, right? We're not going to try and f- uh, create something that's not real. That's just, you know, that's, yeah, you get in trouble that way. That's right, Pastor. 2 Chronicle- Chronicles chapter 5. So when the church gets together, when God's people get together, we're supposed to see manifestations, amen, of His glory. An exchange is supposed to take place. Amen. Where we're, we're, we're pulling on what God has for us and we're expecting to receive his glory. We're expecting to receive, maybe you need deliverance. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need answers for your life. That shows up when God shows up amen. and that ought to show up every time we get together. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Porterville fire department. What if they showed <laughs> up? Cause they said, I saw fire on the top of your building, right. um, you know? Why not us? Why not us? We ought to expect God to move however He wants to do it. However He wants to do it. Amen? Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13. And when the trumpeters and singers were joined in unison, making one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. They lifted up their voice. I'm reading out of the Amplified. They lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and other instruments for song and praised the Lord, saying, He is good. His mercy and loving kindness endure forever. Listen to this. Then the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. It was filled with a cloud. What was the cloud? It was the glory of God. So that this is what happened. The priest could not even stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. I just I love that. I love that. I'm like, this is awesome, the glory. And then the Lord brought me to the very first line of that, verse 13. When they trumpeters and singers were joined in unity. They were joined in unity. They were joined in unity. If we are divisive, if we are causing division, um, not moving with the vision of pastor, we want to do our own thing, um, then we will not experience the glory of God like we should. Because they came together as one. It says they made one sound to be heard. One sound to be heard. That means when they were all together, they moved as one. They flowed as one. You couldn't tell that there was 30, 40, 50. It was like they were one person. That's how tightly knit in unity that they were. Praise God. They made one sound together. They prayed and worshipped together. When we get in unity, we bring God on the scene. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I know some people don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Actually, I do want to hear it. I know we do want to hear it. And this is also for your home. This is why the enemy, he does not like unity. He wants there to be discord and division. But God manifests. Now, they came and they prayed and they worshiped together, and God manifested himself when they worshiped. When we are singing songs, it's not just to sing a song. Oh, I like the words, or yeah, I can't wait till the next song. You know, it's not just to sing to sing. They were magnifying God, they were worshiping God, and God showed up. There's something about God, about His character. He loves us worshiping Him in unity. You know, your body may not feel like worshiping. You may not feel like lifting your hands. You may not feel like giving God the glory. You may want to think about the problems and think about the things that aren't going your way. But you have to, as a a body, when we come together, we have to put those things aside and come together and say, God's going to move in this place. We want His glory to be revealed in this place, right? So we, ha- we have to put those things aside and I'm just going to magnify God this morning. I'm going to open up my mouth. I'm going to worship Him. Amen. Why? When they were in one accord, it brought God on the scene. Amen. Praise God. It brought the glory into manifestation and the glory filled the temple. The glory filled the temple. The Holy Spirit wants to do something in us as individuals, but He also wants to do something in the body of Christ. He also wants to do something in us together as a group. Church, God's done so many things for us individually. We can go around and say, man, he's done so many things for us individually. He's gotten us jobs. He's gotten us homes. He's blessed us. He's he's healed our mind. He's healed our body. He's given us peace. He's done so many things for us individually. But we need to start thinking, what's he going to do when we all get together this morning? What's he going to do when we all get together Wednesday night? What is God? What is he going to do? How is he going to manifest himself? Come on. Because he wants to do that, right? He wants to manifest himself. Now... When they got together, they, t- they worshipped God, they magnified God. There's going to be times in your life, all throughout your life, where there's going to be problems and you're just going to have to worship God. You're just going to have to magnify God. You're going to have to turn away from the problem. <laughs> Take your eyes off the problem, and Lord, I just magnify you. I just worship you. I bless you, I thank you, Father, your power is working in that situation. All oh, the power of God's going to work. The plan of God is working in that situation. I thank you, Father. Your deliverance is working. Your power is working. And you, and you magnify God. You've been so good to me. You've gotten me through time and time again. I didn't even know how I was going to make it, but I made it because of you. And you start magnifying God, and you worship Him, and you turn your eyes away from the problems. Isn't that what Paul and Silas did in when they were in jail? They could have complained. They could have taught the to the problems, but they didn't. Yeah. And River Church, we live in a world, yeah. all they want to do is talk about the problems. Yeah. They want to talk about why things aren't going right. Yeah. And I dare say this too, not just in the world, there are even Christians who want to talk about what other believers aren't doing right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can say, uh-oh, yes, that's right. Uh-oh, yeah. you better watch out. You're talking about what they're not doing right and they ought to be doing this. That's division. That's discord. Mind your own business. Stop being a busybody, get your your mouth on what God is doing, magnify Him, get in one accord. And I'm not just talking about this church as a whole, we ought to be in one accord and move together. But church, we're not all there is. <laughs> there is a body of Christ, there are churches all over these communities and we're not biting and devouring one another. We're not talking about, well, well they don't do this or well, we do that. And don't ever think of yourself more highly than you ought. God will take you down real fast. Take you down real fast. Don't, don't ever think you're all that in a bag of chips. You know, we're it. We're the river. You know, we're the river. You know, great things happen there. Now, do I think, I, do I think we have the best church? Of course I do. Because this is where God placed me. And if God places you here, you ought to think it's the best church. That's where I'm supposed to be. Right? But I'm not, I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm doing what God told me to do. You're doing what God told you to do. You're, you're being planted where God told you to be planted. And there are other uh, parts of the body. We're not it. And we may think we're probably the, you know, we're probably the mouthpiece of God. River Church, we could be the toenail on the little toe. I mean, let's just be glad we're part of the body. Right. Seriously. I mean, we just all need to maybe take ourselves down a couple notches. You know, man, and the, the, we love, and, and I love pastor, we, we are the best flow. We are the best flow. For us. We're the best flow for us. You know, when, I don't know if it was Paul or Peter, but when, when, when they were going through hard times, it says they went back to their own company. They went back to their own company. They didn't go to another company. God puts you in a company, puts you in a church, because that's where your deliverance is, where your answers are. When you get in trouble, you go back to your own company. Where do I need to go? I don't even have to ask God. Go back to my own company. So I, I'm, I'm loving our company. I'm just saying, we're not all that. I mean, we're not all there is. I mean, I think we're all wonderful. But, you know, so is probably the church down the street thinks they're the best. And they ought to, because that's where they're supposed to be. Well, hallelujah. Don't know how I got off on that. Oh, I know. because God wants us to be in unity. And I'm not just talking about in our homes, we know that, in this place, but also with the body of Christ. We love the body of Christ. We're all part of the body. Praise God. God. And He wants to do something with us as a body of believers. Amen. So we're not going to be talking division. not talking. I'm not complaining. Complaining causes discord and division. And I want God to move in this house. So, everybody, light up. Straighten up. Come on, straighten up spiritually. Straighten up in your thinking. Straighten up in your talking. God's taking us, I believe, this church to the next level. I know we're getting our building, our land, however God's going to do it. And we need to be prepared to go into that place. You know, not high and mighty. You think high and mighty, he'll take you down. You'll be on your knees before God saying, forgive me, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's right. The Bible says pride comes before a fall. Yes. You'll fall. Yes, and I don't want to fall because falling doesn't feel good. Have you ever fell? Yeah. Have you ever actually fallen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one time I went to sit in a chair and it had wheels and I missed it and I fell. And that was from a you know halfway up point. But standing up and you fall, you bite the dust, it hurts. It hurts to fall down. Come on. Yeah. And pride will hurt you. Yeah. Pride thinking, well, you know, I'm saved and they're not. Yeah. Why do they act that way? I mean, I don't know what's their problem. Because they're not saved. Yeah. They're not saved. Yeah. Get take your, you know, well, I'm all, you know, I know the word and I can, you know, I listen to the word every day. And I well, that's good. You ought to be doing that. Why are you talking about it like it's something great? That's normal. That's what believers are supposed to do. But there should be a love and a compassion for each other, for other believers, for people that are not even born again. You know, you ought to have compassion for those family members that aren't serving the Lord, not looking at them with your little one eye up like, what's wrong with you? Well, we know what's wrong. The Bible says their eyes are blind. It says their minds, I'm sorry, their minds are blinded. You have You have. Family members that aren't born again, the Bible says their minds are blinded by the God, lower G, God of this world. Who's the God of this world? Satan, Satan the Bible calls God called Satan the God of this world. Yes. Yeah. He came and stole. Uh-huh. He 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 well, it was given to him, but he he took his authority in this world. That's why bad things happen. Uh-huh. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know that's why bad things happen? Because yeah. Satan is the God of this world. Yeah. Yeah. Lowercase G. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We're not robots. Yeah. God doesn't make us do what he wants us to do. So that's why your family members and friends act funny. Act unsaved and unholy and maybe they're unclean. Don't think it odd, like, what's wrong with them? They're not saved and you were just like that. You were there. We were all there. Well, praise the Lord. And kids, if you weren't ever there, be thankful. Be thankful that you didn't have to grow up. With, you know, being unclean and thinking wrong and, and acting weird and cussing and, you know, God has spared you and rescued you because your family and your, your parents made a decision to keep, stay in the Word and stay in church and surround you with the Word of God. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So we're not going to be talking division. Discord is not beautiful. No, it's not. Have you ever seen a show where you, you know, the singing shows, you know, we have <laughs> singers in our family, so we like to watch the singing shows. <laughs> And they get up there and you're like, wow. And they really, my mama said I could sing. And you're like, I don't know if your mama knows that you really, you know, you, they probably can't really sing. And the, the the judges are like, yeah, no. Right? What? There's discord there. They can't stay on, on key. It's not beautiful to get out of unity. It's not a beautiful thing. And the enemy would try and pull you out of unity. Unity with one another, in your family, in your church, with the body of Christ. Come on. There's so many different flows. Now, be in the flow where God called you to be. I said be in the flow where God called you to be. Don't despise the flow you're in. Gosh. River Church, take advantage of the flow you're in. When we have a book of the month, my goodness, do you know what's in those books? if I could just say, I have grown up in this all my life, and I think the flow I'm in is the best, right? I, it's just the one for me. It's the one I'm supposed to be in. And I read those books, I'm like, where has this... When I read the book Answer It, uh-huh. yes. I thought, where has this been all my life? Yes. And I grew up in the Word of Faith. I mean, I grew up with people talking about this stuff, yeah. but never like that. Uh-huh. It's good. And if you haven't read it, It will turn everything in your life around. If I were on a deserted island, I told Pastor Marcus, my Bible and answer it, I'd be good. I'm not kidding. It's the truth. It's the truth. So don't ever take for granted the flow that God sets you in. And don't treat it lightly. I don't need to read that book. I read these books. Then you're not in unity. Come on. Come on. That's good. Then you're not in unity. You're going a different direction than everyone else. And there's, that's division. And there's power when we all get together in unity. God's glory will manifest when we stay in unity, right? I mean, what is the enemy trying to do right now? He's trying to divide this nation. I mean, he's been doing it, but, you know, he's trying to divide this nation, trying to divide the state, divide the church. He wants to divide your family. If he can cause division, he can get a foothold in your life and separate you from the plan of God coming to pass in our life. And I'm going to tell you how division comes. Are you ready? Yeah. It's a heavy revy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number one. They, they didn't even look at me. They didn't even say <laughs> hi to me when I walked in. Yeah. Offense. Yeah. You got offended. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, my, co- my co-worker got the, the promotion. I should have got the promotion. Uh-huh. I've been here longer and I do way more work. They're so lazy. Offense. You got offended because someone else was... Promo- you got offended because your boss didn't notice you. Got offended. And when you get in offense, it's a doorway to strife. You let the enemy in. Well, they didn't do this for, you know, for me like they should. They didn't do this for my kids like they should. They didn't, you know... Pastor Melina just walked right by me. Didn't even say hi. Come on. Come on. Offense. Now, you need to write this down because I've written it down. I've read it many times to myself because the enemy worked this on me for years getting touchy. But this, this has just ministered to me. Anytime you feel mistreated, you know the devil's working on you. Write it down, church. Anytime you feel mistreated, you know the devil's working on you. Kenneth Hagin said that. You know what I tell the devil now when he comes? Well, they didn't. And now, come on, this is the time, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you're going to be around family members. You're going to be around them. Some of them you probably wish you weren't around. Wish, well, they showed up again. Maybe they're doing what they shouldn't be doing. Anytime you feel mistreated, know the devil's working on you. So when the enemy tries to come to me, I go, Oh, no, you're not working on me. You're not working on me. I'm not getting offended. I, they're not mistreating me. I know what you're doing, devil. You're trying to, you're trying to um, you're trying to get me get me moving in the wrong direction. Anytime you feel mistreated. Wow. Wow. Any time you go to the store. You go to the store. They mistreated me. They wouldn't take back my I tried to return it and they tried to give me store credit. Like I had to have a receipt or something. Uh Uh-oh, devil's working on you. Uh-oh, devil's... Man, my husband, I mean, we've been married for 20 years, and still I have to keep telling him to do this. What's wrong with him? Doesn't he know? And he doesn't even buy me. He doesn't even remember my birthday. Uh Uh-oh, devil's working on you. Feeling mistreated. Don't they know all I do for this family? Don't they know all, that, all the sacrifices I've made? Doesn't my wife know how hard I work every day? When I come home, I just want to put my feet up. She wants me to take care of the kids. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Devil's working on you. Devil's working on you. Why do I always have to discipline? Why can't, why can't she take some responsibility? Why can't she discipline the kids? Uh-oh. Feel mistreated. Devil's working on you devil's working on you. Call it for what it is and say it out loud to yourself. You're not working on me, devil. You're not working on me. I'm not going to get offended. I am not going into that realm. I am not going into discord. I am not going into division. You know, that could steal your whole life. You know, that could steal your whole life if you thought about, if you are constantly feeling mistreated, the devil is having a heyday with you. Well, they they don't love me like they should love me. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, devil's working on you. Well, devil's working on you. I love one thing Mark Hankin said. I know Pastor sent out the video to some of our team leads. He said, uh, oh, it's not my job. What did he say? I see. I think I wrote it down here. It's not my job. Said something about love here. Let me re- let me read it because this will this will just bless you so very much. Mm-mm-mm. Um, it's not it's not my job. I'm trying to find what he said here. Ah, to uh, I don't have to worry about how much someone loves me. It's my job just to love them, basically is what he said. If you're always worrying about they don't love me. They don't love me. Why are you thinking about that all the time? Why is it always about you? How you feel? They don't love me. They never do this for me. No. How can I love them? How can I love them? How can I show them my love? How can I? What can I do? We, we live in a self-centered world. Say, but not me. Because we, we, can't, we can't be selfish. We can't think about ourselves. You know, River Church, people think about themselves all day long. You see it all over social media. Right? They're always thinking about themselves. What's not going right for them? What should have happened for them? Why this happened? Why this didn't happen? And it's very self-centered. It's self-centered. And God wants us to let go of offense. Stop worrying about Anytime someone, you think someone mistreats you? No, nope, devil, you're not working on me. That's the devil. You start thinking, that's the devil trying to work on me. Amen. My husband, he mistreats me. That's the devil working. Get out, get out of here, devil. You're not working on me. On. Me and my husband, we move together as one. We flow together as one. We're in unity. Why? Because the glory of God needs to show up in my home and get some stuff done. There are some things in the natural I cannot get done. But if you're always complaining, if you always have something negative to say, you're opening up the door to the enemy and he's saying, woohoo, you let me in again. And you wonder why things aren't working like they should. You know, I, and I've always said this, when I know things aren't working right, I'm like, what's going on? You know, you just know like something's not right. Something's not clicking. Why isn't this working like it should? I'm praying. I'm reading my word. What's going on? Two places I check. My love walk and Pastor Marcus, you tithed, right? (laughs) Yeah, Melina, I did. Okay, good. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't even have to ask him anymore. He does it all the time. But I'm just saying, two places I check. My number one is love walk. And it's not. sometimes it's not even something I've done. It could be just a wrong thought about somebody, a wrong feeling. I might not have even done anything to them. But I don't feel right towards them. That's discord. That's not unity. That's where we give a place to the enemy. You can't have wrong feelings towards your kids' teachers. You can't have wrong feelings towards the banker, towards the lady at Winco, Food for Less, Costco, Walmart, Target, wherever you shop. Towards all the people, look at all those people in line. I, they want me to vote, and there's like 20 people in line out here. It's taking forever. You know, you can't have wrong thoughts and feelings and think that God's power is going to move. You've got to line up. Yeah. Just straighten it out. Yeah. Line up your thinking and get in unity. Amen. Avoid those feelings of mistreatment. Yeah. Recognize when the enemy comes to make you feel that way, he's trying to work on you. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to James chapter 3 so because we're talking about the glory of God. Yeah, we want his glory to show up. Yeah. I want to see a cloud. I mean, you know, Lord, if Lord, if you would let us right. see a cloud. I was telling the Lord, you want me to teach on the glory? I've never even seen it before. I mean, maybe I thought it was once, but I'm like, is that the heater? Because I see a little bit of a haze. You know, I didn't know, right? I think it happened once. I I still probably wasn't the glory. It was probably the haze from the heater. I don't know. But I'm just saying. He's like, teach on the glory, Melina. So here we are. But we have to stay in love and unity. Yeah. These are important factors, right? So James chapter 3, are you there? Yes. Amen. Don't we love our Bibles? Are you loving your reading? We're almost through the New Testament. If you stuck with us, praise God. James chapter 3, verse 16 says, Where envying and strife is, there is confusion... And every evil work. You know, I tried to look that up in the Amplified. Um, And it, it says this in the Amplified where there's jealousy, envy, contention, rivalry, selfish ambition, there will also be confusion, unrest, disharmony, rebellion. Listen to this and all sorts of evil and vile practices. This is just for getting jealous. You ever seen somebody on, on social media and they got a new, you know, maybe they got a new car or a new coat or, you know, and you're like, I don't know why they always get the nice stuff. Jealousy. Envy. You're getting into self pity now. Why haven't that never happened to me? Why do they always got to post all that stuff all the time? You know, mind your own business. Who cares? Who cares? Don't be a busybody. Praise the Lord. You're questioning what other people are doing. This is what the Lord showed me because I've been, I've been that. Don't be a busybody, Melina. Why do you got to know everything? I just like to know everything, Lord. I don't know. I just want to know. You don't have to know everything. You only need to know what God wants you to know. You don't have to know everything. Amen. Praise God. That's right. There's a lot of things we don't even wish we would have never known. So when you get in envy and strife, there's confusion. The Bible says every evil work. Now look at 1 Corinthians 3.3. 3. Praise God. Say we're growing in love. We're growing in, love. We're, growing in we're growing in unity. So we can see the glory. We can be ready. Amen. I want to be ready for the glory. You know, you, have to, you do have to qualify, church. It's not like you can, we can live however we want. We have to qualify for some things that God wants us to have. You know, we have to qualify for biblical prosperity. How do we do that? We tithe. Yeah. Right. We walk in love. You have to qualify. Yeah. You want God's blessings on your life and no sorrow? Yeah. You have to qualify. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise I mean, I just wish we didn't have to, you know, people think, I wish I didn't have to qualify. I just do nothing. <laughs> well, then the whole world would experience the goodness of God. But we have to, qual- there's things we have to qualify for. Yeah. Amen. 1 Corinthians 3.3 says... For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? River Church, Paul's talking to the Corinthians, a church. He's telling them, you're carnal. You're, You're allowing envy and strife in. The Amplified says you're unspiritual. You have the nature of the flesh under the control of ordinary impulses. You give in. You say what's on your mind whenever you want to. You chew them up and spit them out, and you think it's okay. You say what's on your mind, and you don't care. You're under the control of ordinary impulses. For as long as there are envying and jealousy and wrangling and factions, come on, divisions among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh, behaving yourselves after a human standard? In other words, you're not living after the spirit. You're living after the flesh. Come on. Say, but not me. me. We can't be carnal Christians. I mean, you can if you want, but then you'll have a lot of problems because right. God says, don't be carnal. Don't give in to the flesh. Don't give into the impulses. You know, there's a lot of times my flesh, we're getting around Thanksgiving, Christmas season, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> Pastor Melina, you know, I, I make fudge, and I love uh-huh. I love my own fudge, <laughs> and I'll just eat it, you know. And there's times, oh, there's chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake. Oh, nope, you don't need a piece. You don't need to have a second piece. <laughs> One little small slice, Lord. Right? But there's impulses. The enemy, and that's just, you know, that's food, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's anger. Come on. Maybe it, maybe it's doing what the world wants to do. Smoking what they want to smoke. Drinking what they want to drink. Sleeping with who they who you know, whoever you want to sleep with. You know, he loves me. And he's so fine. He's hot. He's he's <laughs> have you seen his abs? You know, it always, very curious to me why people post photos. Yeah. All you young ones, you listening. If a guy sends you a picture of himself without his shirt on, why are you doing that? Like, why is he doing that? I just, yeah. something just not right with that. I, I've seen grown men 20s, 30s, sending girls pictures of themselves with no shirt. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, that's weird to me. But it's not weird because it's the world. It's carnal. It's, look at my flesh. Let me entice you with my flesh. That is a dangerous place to go to. You know, we can laugh about it because, you know, it's funny to me. But some girls are like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm like, that's just, that's just not right. It's, if I could say it's on the line, possibly even, it's unclean. Don't send sexy pictures of yourself to people. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing, why are you se- sexy pictures? Girls do it too. Why are you posting, posting sexy pictures? Why are you trying to look sexy? Why are you trying to look sexy? Come on. You better, watch it. Yeah. you better watch it. You better watch it. That's you're opening the door to the flesh and you're opening the door to the devil. Yeah. And I'm going to say this you better watch out for that spirit of lust. Come on. Because it's a real spirit. Yes, it is. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you have all these desires, and you're like, I don't know why I have all these desires. You've been looking at pictures of men without their shirts on. <laughs> What do you mean? Why my husband? Honey, look at this photo. You know, why can't he look like that? Why can't she, why can't my wife look like that? You know, that, that's not real. Amen. You know, eighty-five percent of these people aren't real. They got filters. They've got jobs. I was telling Olivia, they got jobs all over the place now, here and here. I'm like, I never seen that. I'm like, they don't even look real. I'm never. I'm like, they look like a, I told her they look like a cartoon character. Like the body, I'm like, whoa! I, I told, I saw somebody in person. I'm like, wow! It, it's That's not. Uh, but you know, people, you know, do what you want to do. You know, my my pastor used to say, if the barn needs painting, paint it. <laughs> if the bar needs painting, paint it. That's why we wear makeup, yeah. do our hair, yeah. look yeah. good. Men put on their cologne, do your hair, right? <laughs> Take a shower. Yeah. However. And, and if you want to get stuff done, I'm all for that, too. I mean, hey, do that. But I'm just saying, don't be posting photos of yourself looking sexy or taking sexy photos. We're, I'm telling you, church, this world has changed. I went to the beach, and I'm like, what are these girls doing over there by the water? There they are, posing. And I'll doing all kinds of stuff. I'm like, okay. I mean, we live in a different world than it was just 10 years ago. But why do they have to take sexy pictures, Pedro? Why? why it's it's all over it's all over and people aren't satisfied with they're looking for satisfaction they're looking for fulfillment they're looking for acceptance how many likes can i get right well i don't know how i got off on that but it's fleshly it's carnal now the world that's how they live but if you're a christian yeah not to be doing that kind of stuff You're a Christian now. Cover yourself up. Goodness gracious. You don't have to show it all. River Church, you don't have to show it all. Now, when people come in, they haven't been saved, and they are. That's okay. We're not going to judge them. But after, like, you know, 10 years of knowing the Lord, there ought to be some holiness there. It's like, and you ought to know, kids in this church, girls and boys, You've been here long enough. You ought to know. I can't put that picture online. I look a little, hmm. Uh (laughs) Come on. You know what I'm talking about. There's no excuse for anybody in this church. be posting sexy photos. We love you how you are. We love you. God loves you. You don't have to prove anything to us or to anybody out there. Because if someone is coming to you because of the outward appearance, you're going to be in trouble because they won't stay very long because this all fades, honey. It all fades, right? Praise the Lord. Okay, now where were we? Praise the Lord because we want to grow up. We want to live holy lives. Amen. Praise God. And carnality can take anyone out. Anyone. 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 Look at Judas. Look at Judas. He was an apostle. River Church, he was an apostle. He had an apostolic anointing on him. But money, carnality, he left a vacancy because he went after something that his flesh wanted. He was an apostle. He was part of the fivefold. That's amazing to me. But he chose carnality. Years ago, uh, Fred Price said something, and I'll never forget it. He was talking about what kind of TV he has. This was before Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff. Oh, he was talking about the HBO and show... I think HBO back then. Years ago, 20 years. He said, I don't have that on my TV. You know why? He said, because... And we all know what's on HBO. I don't even know what's on it now, but I know back in the day when my my grandma used to have it. (laughs) And I'm all, oh, that's why we don't have HBO. (laughs) But I remember him saying this when I was a kid. He said, don't ever think it won't happen to you. If you walk around, oh, I'm too holy. Oh, I would never fall. That could never happen to me. You'll be the, he said, you'll be the first to fall. And he goes, and I'm not going to put that stuff in my house. You have to set up a guard and you have to do it on purpose against carnality. Praise God. I loved when he said that. It blessed me. It helped me. Because the people who think it'll never happen to me, boom, they fall. It could happen to any of us, amen? Say, but not me. Come on, because we're staying. We're not going to be carnal. And so that's why we're going back to love. We've got to stay in love. Stay in peace. Don't be someone who complains all the time. Stay in unity. Amen. If we're complaining, our mind's unrenewed. We need to renew it. Our thoughts aren't in the right place. We've allowed our mind to wander. You know, your mind can go into dark places. It's important what you put in front of your eyes. Do you know? I'm getting off on the other stuff. But I'm going to tell you this. You know, Pastor Marcus, he got born again when he was like 21. So he had 20 years of carnality, 20 years of not living for the Lord. You know, when you live that long, you've got to renew your mind. And I remember we were back, this is back in the nineties when we got married. It's a long time. Some of you were barely born maybe then, not even then. When commercials would come on then. Do you know what he would do? Turn his head. Turn his head. He's not going to put, he, you know, if there were women on there, he'd turn his head. I appreciated that. I didn't have to ask him to turn your head. He just did it. It's what a man of honor does. They're not putting filth in front of their eyes. Women, we're not putting filth in front of our eyes. It can happen to a woman, too. Turn your head. Turn it. Cover it up. Don't watch those things. And he taught, Ethan did the same thing. He was two, three. Turn your head. But we don't watch that kind of stuff. I'm not staring at the Super Bowl... What do they call that? Halftime show. Change it. Click, ain't watching this. Trash. I'm just saying, it's out there and you have to watch out for it because it, it'll try and gain entrance into your life and you don't want a spirit of lust. You don't want to have to deal with something because you let it in. Yeah. Right. I'd rather just keep it out not even have to deal with it. That's right. Now if you do have to, if you have opened the door, praise God there's deliverance, you can get delivered from that spirit of lust, right? Praise God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talk to me after and we'll talk about it if you want to. I'm just telling you, we're we're growing up in God. We're growing up. It's time to put some things away that the, the devil's using it as a trap. He's using it as a trap to steal the plan of God from your life. And really, he can't steal it unless you give it to him. But if you start going in those directions, he's trying to... St- See, it's always a bigger plan. If I can steal your marriage, if I can get you out of unity, if I can get you guys to argue about, you know, the car. Should we sell the car should we not sell the car? You know what Pastor Marks and I do? Should we sell the car? Pastor Marks... He goes, I don't feel good. I go, okay. Whatever you say. I've learned, women, when my husband says, da-da-da-da-da, or he says, sell the car. Okay. <laughs> I've learned to go with that. Anytime I haven't, it's always been a, if I could say a dud, I've always regretted it. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise so the Lord. Lord. So I want to stay in unity. I want there to be unity. Why? Because that's where the blessings flow. It's where the blessings flow. It's where the glory of God can move and manifest. It's when we're staying in love and unity with one another. Every word you say, watch, well, I've got to give him a piece of my mind. Every word you say, you can say what you want, but you will pay for it. You will, Always. You will pay for it. Yeah. And every word that you say, it's a seed sown. Everything you do, it's a seed sown. Amen. You're going to reap something. But I'm determined to grow in love. Say, I'm determined, I'm determined. to grow in love, to grow. to grow in unity. And this could be with your your spouse, but it could be with your pastor, your leader, your employer. Don't be sitting in the back room talking about how bad they all are. The people that are paying you, where you get a paycheck from. You're causing discord and you won't be blessed. And now God's mercy, thank God for his mercy because we've all done it, right? Haven't we all said things? Why did I say that? Why did I listen to that coworker talk negative about the boss? You know, just sitting there. You're you're, you're, you're part of it. We've all been there. But we have to turn away from those things. We have to get in unity. If we want God's blessings in our home, and our church, we want to see his glory, we've got to get in unity. Don't be the broken link. You know, I imagine all of us, like this chain, right? Start with, with Miss Candy over there. And all, we're all linked up together. And then we get to so-and-so, and the link is broken. Why is the link broken? How come the anointing stopped when it got to you? It's supposed to go all the way through to the end. Oh, because you weren't in unity. You want to do your own thing. Or you weren't in love. You were talking bad about brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. God does not take these things lightly. It's important to stay in love and to stay in unity. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Let's close with Job chapter 22. Job chapter 22. Amen. We're growing, church. I'm expecting to see his glory. So when we come in the morning, if you're on a team, you're staying in unity with them. You're walking in love. You're keeping your mouth right, but you're also keeping your attitude right. Attitudes. You know, when my kids were little, I could see the attitude on their face. I said, you better change your face. That's what i say to my kids. You better change your face. because They didn't have to say anything to me. You know, you're a parent, you're like, oh, I see the attitude on their face. They're like, I said, you better change your face right now. Uh-uh, I'm not having attitude in this house. You better, we we obey right away, all the way, with a happy heart. It's the same with God. We obey right away, all the way. Yes, Lord, I'll do it, Lord. I'll be willing and obedient. And I know I'll eat the good of the land if I'm willing and obedient. Amen. Job twenty-two twenty-one 21 says... This is the Amplified. Acquaint yourself with Him. Agree with God. Show yourself to be conformed to His will. Be at peace. By that you shall prosper, and great good shall come to you. When what? When you agree with God. When you get in line with God. You get in line with His Word. When you start to say, I'm going to stay in unity. So you have to do it on purpose. Say, on purpose. You have to stay in unity on purpose. You have to stay in love on purpose. It doesn't just happen by accident. You know, you may have to say, today I'm going to choose to say something nice. Did you know that some of you, you probably need to say something nice to that family member? Instead of being annoyed, why don't you say something nice to them? Plan on it. Plan on on saying something nice to that person in that situation. Come on, plan on, you know, love is a choice. It's something we decide to do on purpose. And when we do, his glory, man, his glory will show up. Because you don't want to leave a vacancy. You don't want to leave a vacancy in the body of Christ because you couldn't get in unity. Judas got out of unity. He got out of unity, decided to go do his own thing. And he left a vacancy. And he didn't get to experience all that he should have. I don't want to be like that. I want to stay in love, be in unity with my husband. Come on, get in unity with your spouse, church. Stop arguing. I said stop arguing. It's costing you. It's costing you. Start choosing. I'm going to choose love. Sometimes don't say a word. Just keep your mouth shut. God, the Bible says he loves a quiet a meek and quiet spirit. Talking to women there, but that could be for men too. What, what's that saying? Loose lips, sink ships. Loose lips. Like, nah, 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 nah. no. I don't need to complain. I can just bring it to the Lord. Lord, you're going to take care of this. Power of God's working. Amen, because we want to see His glory. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this word today. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that, yes. Thank you, Father. This is a word I got last night. I'm gonna read it to you. If you want more of what heaven has, we need to talk about it. If we talk about what the world has for you, you'll have more of it. So talk about God. Talk about his saving power. Talk about his miracles and what he's done for you. Talk about His goodness. Talk about His grace and mercy. Talk about His love and peace. The more you talk about Him and His ways, the more you'll walk in them. The less you talk about them, the less you'll have. So get your words off of what is happening in the world, but talk about the realm of heaven and the realm of His glory. Talk about the glory world for that is where you're headed one day. So start right now, for you don't have to wait to get there, but you can experience His glory, His goodness, His power right now. And the measure of what your experience will be will be determined by the measure of your words and the time spent talking about it. Amen? We're going to get our mouths right. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your glory. Thank you, Father, for this body, that we are united as one. You know, I can pray for you to be united, (laughs) but there's something that has to happen inside of you where you say, I need to get in unity. I need to get in unity with my spouse. I need to get in unity with my pastor. Maybe there's other areas you need to get in unity with. It's it's a, a change of the will where you have to just, I'm will you have to change and be willing, yes. be willing, because God has so much more, so much more for this church, so much more for you and your family. Just, you know, I love what Kenneth Hagin said, it took me 10 seconds, 10 seconds, or maybe he said five seconds, and I adjusted my will, and I, I became willing. Just get willing in your heart. I'm willing, because I want the plan of God to come to pass in my life. You want the plan of God to come pass in your life. Amen. Father God, if there's anybody here this morning with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life, you haven't received him as your Lord and Savior, or you've walked away from God, <clears throat> you haven't been serving him like you should, if there's anybody here today and you say, Pastor, I need prayer. I've walked away from the Lord. I don't really know him. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you'd raise your hand this morning and I'll pray with you. Is there anybody here today? You say, Pray with me.